the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I wanted to ask whether or not you're making this one mistake with your attention. And I think that if we're honest, we all have, and we might be doing it right now. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. There is a writer who I love. His name is Nir Isle, and he wrote a book called Indistractable. I'm going to link it down below. He is one of the most profound authors, I believe, because when you consume his content, it is incredibly relatable to where almost every line that you read, you are nodding your head in agreement, like, yes, that's me. Yes, I understand completely. And that's one thing that I love about his writing style and why we're talking about it today. And he makes a really good distinction in his book because he tells us that the word traction means to draw or to pull. So we're on track, right? Think about you you talked to Clint in the last episode about a train, and that's the perfect metaphor here because if we're thinking about that little engine that could, even though you're going up a hill, if you have that traction, then you're you're pulling and you're you're drawing it up or you're drawing it forward. And the opposite of that is distraction. And distraction, the very simple definition of that is to pull away. And when we're thinking about the word distraction, the first thing that comes to mind for me is technology. And we had a pretty deep conversation about technology over the weekend. And Clint had said, if I never had social media or my phone, or if I never had a a need for those things ever again, then I would be perfectly fine with it. And that, that was based on a much deeper conversation where we had a, an agreeable disagreement about Elon Musk and Neuralink, and that was a pretty deep conversation. You and I, we feel quite differently about about that, me being pro and you being con when it comes to the possibility of being able to essentially supercharge our minds and our brains, and that's for another conversation. But when it comes to being indistractable, I think that we don't necessarily understand what's happening with the vast amount of distractions that are taking place. Because in his book, he explains that there's two types of people in the world and that there's sheep who let these companies and tech control and manipulate them. And then there are people who are completely indistractable, meaning people who don't need to pay attention to that, don't need to get the next dopamine hit by seeing how many likes they have on their Facebook post. And as a society, I think that we have been heading in such an unhealthy direction when it comes to the distractibility of us. I think that we have been so manipulated in a way that we don't even realize how distractible we are. And this is coming from somebody who has watched her father, one of the most deliberate and focused people that I have ever met in my entire life, as well as my seven-year-old nephew, who can't help but to become distracted at the most simplistic things as it relates to technology. A simple ping, a simple glance at a a screen that's lit up. I can't get a text message on Vibrate without my nephew Ripley wondering what that is. Like his attention is completely zoomed in, narrow focused, only on that screen. And it's to the point to where life in real life is becoming difficult to enjoy when you've become so conditioned to be distracted. 
we took Ripley to an air show. And on the same day, we took him to a monster truck show. Like big engines, big noises, big excitement, things flying in the sky, things turning upside down, engines shutting off and planes just bouncing around in the air as they're falling down before they zoom back up. Things that when I was a child brought me so much excitement that I had that laser focus on real life and what was happening in front of me, right? Monster trucks jumping over other trucks, like things that I remember viscerally. I can remember what it was like to have mud spewn all over my face and clothes at these monster truck shows or or going to these air shows and just having that thunder in my chest from feeling the engine and the power that was in front of me. And when we took Ripley to these two events in the same day, after about 20 minutes, he wanted to go home. And the main thing that he wanted was to have that little screen in his two little hands. And the same is to be said with my dad. There is not there is not five to 10 minutes that can go by without my dad either checking his phone or addressing his phone. It It is, I could see the pain building up in him if he were to get a phone call and I were to say something to him about how rude it is to answer a phone when we take him out to dinner, for example. It literally pains him to not be able to itch that scratch by addressing that desire that is looking at his phone. And it's it's really something, it's interesting to see different people's responses to it. And, and your dad in particular, he's like, it, you can notice it. Like it's it drives him insane if he doesn't check it. And it's not like, in, in his defense, he's always said, oh, well, it could be a client or someone who's calling about a problem and which are having for his contractor type work. But a majority of the time, it's just these spam phone calls and he feels he has to answer them. He has to respond. He has to give give them that attention and take away from this present moment over solar that we've all had hundreds of those phone calls. And it's just like, what was the point? Why did you have to stop everything for that? And I want to shit talk for a second. Because anytime that I address this issue inside of our police, fire, military, and families Facebook group, I always get the same exact kickback. And that is, well, what if my kid calls me or what if work calls me? Those are the two main components. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, if the world was falling down and crashing around you, you would probably know by the way that it sounded outside or the knock on your front door. And I think that we don't give ourselves permission to notify the people who contact us on a regular basis that we're going to step away from our phone. What would happen in your life if you told your child, hey, Susan, I'm going to put my phone down for the next two hours. If it's an emergency, this is how you get a hold of me. And the coolest thing with that is that our tech companies are actually promoting that. They actually are giving us the option to be able to do that by putting certain notifications and filters on our phones to where we can learn how to be indistractable. And yet most people don't even know how to articulate that on their phones. But what if Susie needs to call me right now? I and and that's that. That's the same excuse that I hear from my partners and and they say, "Well, it's so great to have my kids have a cell phone because 
they can call me if there's an emergency or they can do X, Y, Z with it if they need it. And that likelihood is very, very slim. And if, like Ashley said, if there was something pressing that they needed to get a hold of you for, like you educate them, like take the five minutes it takes to explain to them, this is how you absolutely need to get a hold of me for these emergent situations. And that goes to show that people are choosing that dopamine hit over having the solitude of their own mind and the patience of their own time. And that's a sickening thing when you think about it. If you were to ask somebody, just a regular person, hey, when's the last time that you sat for one hour without any technology? No television, no computer, no phone, no radio, just you and your solitude. And that could be going outside, that could be sitting with a book. It is such a rarity now for people to consume their time with real time. And when we understand that concept, then we learn that we're actually consuming our time with other people's time. And that means that these gurus, these people you're watching on YouTube, these TikToks, they're all stealing your time, which means that they're stealing your life. And that's the one thing that we can never get back again. So why are we so willing to give that away to people that for the most part, we don't even know. You know, it's actually interesting to think of it that way. And and it's something that I know most of us complain about, like, where did the time go? Like, it's already November. And where did this year go? Like, how did time go by so fast? And I, I'm curious to see the comparison of how the the time perspective, like time doesn't speed up, like time is what it is, but how you pass that time is what changes it and how your your mind perceives it. And, and I wonder if the reason being that time seems to have gone so fast is because we're so enthralled with these technological devices. Well, I think that, I think that is, Absolutely the case, because when we think about when we were younger and our form of entertainment was not turning on the television, it was, hey, what box should we get from underneath mom and dad's bed and what game should we play tonight? Yeah, and and I and I think about this a lot when we go when we're driving somewhere, if we're driving to Vegas or driving just anywhere. Remember when you're sitting in the backseat of your parents car and you're driving just down the hill and you're like. Man, this drive takes forever. And we didn't have cell phones. We, I mean, we had Game Boys. That's kind of one of the first thing that came out for like mobility gaming and stuff. But you, you remember those drives seem like they lasted forever. And the drive to always took forever. The drive home seemed faster, but the drive to always seemed like it took forever. And we didn't have anything. Your your entertainment was looking out the window or having games that you played like I Spy or the Slug Bug game or something like that. And you would have those deep, rich, meaningful conversations in that car ride. And by having such distraction, we don't have that anymore. I think that how you and I knew our folks is quite different from the way that kids nowadays know their folks and vice versa. And that's a, that's a sad thing that, that is really a shame because I think that that is another way, another form of the government taking their children away from their parents. And we're so, we're so upset about everything taking place in our schools today 
that I think that we don't realize that we're actually giving more permission away for this to be taking place than we even realize. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope that you're realizing what needs to be done in order for you to be a little bit more indistractable today. And um, I will again link that book down below. I think it's definitely one investing your real time in. If you have gotten any value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.